You're listening to Sharing Things, a new University of Edinburgh podcast from the alumni relations team about the university community, which we want to get to know a little better. Hi, I'm Amalia. I'm a fourth year student and I'm the host of this podcast. In Sharing Things, I talk to alumni, staff and students about their stories. Guests have all been asked to bring an object as a starting point for discussion, and the object can be anything important or significant. It can represent an event, person, decision, experience, or it can just remind them of something. Let's see where this takes us. In this episode, you will meet Julia Calvert and Martha Greenbank. Julia is a lecturer in international political economy at the University of Edinburgh. She's also a snow-loving Canadian who moved to Edinburgh in the spring of 2017 after spending time in Canada and Latin America. Martha works at Dovecut Studios here in Edinburgh. She graduated in 2018 in architecture, and during her time at university, she was heavily involved with the swimming and water polo club. We talk about patchwork quilts, maple syrup feuds, horror movies, spoilers being robbed, and more. Welcome, Julia and Martha, to Sharing Things. Hello. Yeah, it's really nice to have you here. I figured I would start with a question. What have you brought to the studio and why? Oh, what are our things? Martha, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, So I've brought uh, quite a large item, which I now think next to yours. I've seen yours already. (laughs) Um, I've brought my patchwork quilt. So it's kind of a homemade patchwork quilt. There's no technical skill in it but it's just full of memories I guess that I've got from a long long time so I made it in 2010 and I've got t-shirts and festival bands and swimming badges oh that's so nice did you make it yeah so it holds a lot of big parts of my life almost yeah in a really cheesy way that is a very cheesy thing to say but it says Martha the Archer are you an archer no, so my friend made me that, um, and that's my star sign. Oh, okay. That's for my birthday. Oh, well, what is your star sign? Sagittarius. Oh, nice. The archer. So how do you make this, and what do you put on there? So kind of the back, work, back patches are just old fabric that we had around. So T-shirts, I've got like triathlon T-shirts, swimming T-shirts, my granny's wedding dress material, you know, old this was my first duvet set just a whole range of stuff and then since then I've put on kind of like school badges university badges these are all my swimming club tour tops um amazing yeah brownie sashes yeah just everything really did you get your grandmother's permission before you cut up her wedding dress yeah we did okay great it it was off cut (laughs) materials it wasn't the actual dress (laughs) I know what makes like something that you do worthy of being on this blanket I mean like I as long as I feel like I've put effort into it like I've got um very small parts of my life so I've recently volunteered at the children's festival of which that was like two days work but you know I've put an effort into it so that can go on yeah or something that means something to me or um it doesn't even have to be anything like my room's not really full of photos I'm not really I don't really have things like that but actually so it's a nice way of just kind of putting everything together it's really well done I wouldn't look that close to it (laughs) (laughs) regular resos of stitches and stuff cool idea yeah I'm really glad I've done it like 
I did it one summer. It was like kind of that, what do you do in the middle of summer holidays? And I think it was the first summer that I kind of stood up and I was like, I don't want to go to that sports camp that I usually go on. Um, <laughs> and so I made this. And yeah, I'm glad I've done it. And it's kind of, it does take a bit of effort to kind of keep up with it. But mm-hmm. um, it's kind of thing that you want to keep going and keep going. So what are the places that you've been? Like, what are the countries? I saw Vietnam. Yeah, so the four that I've got there are from a trip that me and my friend did. We did that, what, last two years ago? And we kind of just, I'd never been to Asia before, so we kind of did a bit of a tour. So we started in India, then we went to Singapore, Vietnam, and then Thailand. I see South Africa, though, too. So I've got one of my old flatmates now she lives in South Africa and we had the most amazing trip like her parents put us up and honestly treated us like princesses the princesses <laughs> we are can I just of say? course yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was amazing and that's kind of thing so like for me if I ever go on a trip or do something and I don't get anything that I can sew on I like like that one I bought afterwards because I was just like I just mm-hmm. like want to kind of mark that on my quilt yeah. of my life. What's like your favorite uh, thing on the quilt? I mean, um, I do love my little tour t-shirts. I think that's, it's quite a, like, a nice mark of time because it obviously tells you the dates and the times you went and where you went. And that's quite nice to see because obviously a lot of my university time was kind of centered around the club which club the swimming and water polo club yeah and like yeah a lot of my time and effort i might say (laughs) it's centered around that so it's a nice and it's just kind of they all run together and it's just my four years at university did i see some cereal badges on there like i thought i saw frosties so frosties i don't know whether you have these (laughs) frosties um somehow sponsor all of the kids swim badges Oh. Um, and I think so for any <laughs> any of Brits out there will recognize these so well. Right. I'm a little bit too North American for that maybe, yeah. but it, it's funny. Loads yeah, I know. I never I never really noticed why. Throw them <laughs> into a pool. <laughs> Get them to wear it off. Have you ever done any swimming, Julia? Oh, uh, yeah. I was a, a lifeguard for about like half a half a summer. And then, um, and then I wasn't. Why only half? <laughs> uh, I got actually I got hired halfway through the season, and uh, I just wasn't liking it. It was so much responsibility for me. Mm-hmm. Back in in my day, I would take any any job that would allow me to work outside. I'm an outdoorsy person, uh, but mm-hmm. just being in charge of kids running on the deck and having to yell at them, or you know, to stop or or lives, it was just too much responsibility for me at the time. So <laughs> declined the offer to do it again the next summer mm, yeah okay yeah nice yes yeah i have lots of little job experiences in my in my background that didn't last long <laughs> <laughs> like name a, another example i was a bartender for about four four months which mm-hmm. was great i, I really liked the uh, aspect of the job where you would stand behind the bar and talk to people i love that um i love doing interviews as part of my research for that reason um i love talking to people and fi- figuring out like their story uh and who they are but then uh serving drinks and having to multitask was not my forte let's mm. say so it didn't last, last talking long. and serving drinks yes was a little yeah too much to handle yep. yes mm. <laughs> and they wouldn't just hire you as a you know as a talker <laughs> yeah. behind the bar i tried i tried but no they, they saw a problem with it for some reason do you want to tell us about the object that you brought sure so 
it's hard to live up to a quilt with so much history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I certainly put fewer hours into this object, but it means a lot to me because, so, so what I'm holding right now is a glass, would you call it a jar? A a glass vessel of maple syrup, which seems kind of cliche because I'm Canadian. Mm -hmm. So for a Canadian to bring in maple syrup seems, you know, Oh, Lord. She's one of those people. Um, (laughs) But it's actually from Vermont because it was given to me by uh, the late John Peterson, who was a professor in PIR. He um, passed away in May, Mm. not to bring it down. But so him and I always had this um, kind of dispute about who had the best maple syrup. So John, as soon as he heard from uh, I was from Canada, said, you know, that that's great but you guys talk up your maple syrup just way too much it's you know it's the best in vermont and i said no way and so as soon as he went back to vermont to visit family he brought me back that he oh. he was known for sort of bringing staff back small things from his travel they're kind of inside jokes or just to make fun of us or just you know lord it <laughs> over that he thought his maple syrup was better so i brought him back uh, when i went to canada a bottle of maple syrup from canada and i didn't open mine because every time a student came into my office they would see it and they would laugh and it was kind of an, a nice icebreaker because i thought oh jesus this canadian lecturer has this maple syrup on her desk that's so weird and so it became a way of me sort of like easing tensions with students sometimes they're nervous coming into your office uh so i didn't open it and then uh john did open the canadian maple syrup and he shared it with a friend and he said you know julia all three of us just thought it was terrible this maple syrup from canada you canadians you know i'm just convinced that you're overselling it and so it was just i would have a meeting sometimes and he would come into the room and just say have you asked her about the maple syrup yet (laughs) so you've not tried your maple syrup no no so you don't know whether it's better yet so so no i haven't tried it and i'm kind of afraid now because i don't know what it'll do to my identity like if he's right, if Vermont maple syrup is better, then where do I go from here? Who Lie. are you? Lie. I know. Who am I? Yeah. And do I have to tell the rest of Canada? It's your responsibility. Yeah. So I might leave it for a little while. What do you feel like it means to you, that bottle? Uh, it just reminds me of John, I guess. And um, yeah, in the way that he used to make fun of me so much, which I still <laughs> cherish. <laughs> we do that a lot in, in my department. And then, yeah, I just love that it's an icebreaker for students when they come into my office. So... I'm going to keep it, I think. It's going to be in my office forever, probably, collecting dust. Maybe you should make the trip to Vermont and, and try out for real. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then my identity. <laughs> Would you call yourself a, a maple syrup snob? No, I don't. Maybe yes. Maybe yep. Yeah. yeah, I think all Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a real journey. <laughs> yeah. I want to say no, because it's, it's, you know, um, I don't like to think of myself as a snob in any way. But I think, yeah, I think yeah. I'm judgmental. Yeah, that's for sure. But some Canadians, I, I like, I won't name any names, but they prefer the really runny sort of stuff, like from the from the from the giant like big things that you get from Costco, and you just pour it out, and it's like half butter, half half syrup. Some Canadians like that. Gasp! Oh, I know. Wow! <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. So not all of us are, are yeah. maple syrup snobs. When was the last gift that you received, or what was it? I can't even remember what. I, well, if we go back to Christmas. We have a, an ongoing discussion with my family at the minute that, so for Christmas, mum and dad got me a pan and I was quite ungrateful about getting a pan because I feel like anyone, any student will be able to understand the feeling of moving into student flats in Edinburgh and you get into the kitchen, open the drawers and it's full of pans. Mm. Like I've now moved around for five, six years. So we're pretty 
up there with how many pounds we've got and because by that point you file through which are the good ones and which are the bad ones yeah and so mum and dad very nicely thought that a good a nice new good pan would be a good gift but um i ended up just carrying a pan with me (laughs) what would be the best present for a parent to give their kids who's about to move into a dorm in edinburgh Edinburgh. oh well edinburgh notoriously gets cold flats so i think things like rugs a good duvet would would go honestly so far because I think if you then try a good duvet after having not a good duvet in Edinburgh or a quilt a quilt do you ever get requests to uh, make them I mean all the time I mean my whole flat at the minute is is like you need to give us a sewing lesson of which in my head sewing's not that hard but we will eventually get a sewing lesson because I feel like it is a life a life hack yes undervalued these days yeah i know so i do regularly get heads around the corner of like martha can you just sew up my dress for tonight or (laughs) yeah do you do other like crafts yeah i make cards i like a collage yeah my guilty pleasure is just netflix i suppose and and Mm. podcasts so no creativity unfortunately i put my creativity into my writing and my research just thinking about theories and, and putting things together and research design and stuff like that seems kind of boring when we talk about it in courses but when you get really into it it, it can be a little bit creative I suppose yeah a hundred percent sounds convincing doesn't it do you have any outside interests other than Netflix yeah outside interests uh I really dig horror movies that's kind of my outside interest. So I'm thinking like a lot of my hobbies. I'm not athletic like you are. Although I do have a running group. There's a small running group oh. in PIR. So that's kind of my outside athletic interest. But otherwise, I like walking around and hiking and that kind of thing. Yeah. So all my hobbies don't involve sitting on a couch, but mm. a good majority of them do. What kind of horror movies out. do you like? Uh, I love the slasher kind. Oh, um, really? Like the 1980s. 1980s horror movies. Like that, that was just such a fantastic decade for horror like back in the day when um, when they had real effects and everything mm-hmm. wasn't CGI and when they had like poofy bangs and feathered hair. Oh, just glorious. <laughs> oh, like, like the very bloody kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Halloween. And the only ones I don't like are zombie movies because I just get way too stressed out, especially if the zombie movies, like the zombies move fast in, yeah. in the movies. Those ones freak me out. I sit there with like a pillow right below my eye line and then I just kind of like squeeze it and then when a zombie comes I move it up in front of my face and so I, I end up watching like you know 50% of the movie because mm-hmm. I'm just too stressed out. Favorite horror movie? Halloween probably. Love me some John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah he's great. I came from the suburbs like a suburban community and so just to, I don't know I get a kick of like the the set and the mm-hmm. yeah and the whole storyline. Because yeah. it like reminds you of, of home? Yeah, well, that's, I was going to say that, but then I was like, stop, don't say that, because then it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you you like the idea of a serial murderer running around suburbs that remind you of home, that kind of thing, it seems a little bit jaded. Yeah, I didn't think of that. So I don't mean that, but but it's uh, just, yeah, the whole plot is is perfect, it's, uh, the acting's great, it's like suspenseful, but then there's actually a storyline behind it, yeah, it's, it's great. I'm the kind of person who will Google when the jump scares are. Oh, really? really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of I kind of do this like Game of Thrones. I was in Peru at the time when the last couple are, Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you've seen seen it all. 100%. Right? Okay. So <laughs> No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no 
no spoilers. Let's, you know, beware of the, the listeners. No, yes. I disagree. I feel like if you've not watched it now, that's your on. problem. You've, you've run out of time. Oh, that's some cold lotion. <laughs> um, I was, so I would Google the ending to figure out what would happen. Like in each episode, what was the final result? It, did anyone die that I cared about? Um, and then I could relax and watch it because mm. I found it again, it's kind of like the same effect with zombie movies with me. It was too suspenseful. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to, you know, know what happened and then calm myself down and then watch it. Are you fine with spoilers or not a fan? I'm totally fine with spoilers. I'm totally yeah. fine with spoilers, but yeah. I get so much abuse for that. I think I'm the same as you. I just enjoy yeah. knowing what's going to happen. But I, I also, I think it's almost like a... Uh, a power thing for me to be like sit there and be like I know what happens <laughs> and so you just lord it over your yeah, roommates yeah. oh that's fantastic <laughs> but I do sometimes search it sneakily and then pretend uh-huh. that I don't know what's going on and I'm like wow <laughs> can't believe yeah. that happened what a yeah. surprise yeah, yeah. My uh, partner gets a kick out of it because I'll we'll be watching Game of Thrones and I'll have Googled every single thing. So when I was in Peru, I was actually watching a, a Twitter, a live Twitter update. Someone was tweeting it. Thanks, BBC. Like, <laughs> what exactly happened? Like, oh, this person died. Oh, these two are in a fight. And so, like, every five minutes I would, like, update it and, like, just read, like, what was happening. So then I could go home to Canada and watch it. So I was watching it with my partner and, and you know, the dragons would come and I was like, oh. And, and he would be like, uh you know what happens. Why are you so stressed out right now? You know exactly what happens, who dies and who lives. But I just get, I just get super into these things. So it's, yeah, I need spoilers. Julia, you mentioned liking hiking and the outdoors. What's been the best hike you've ever done? Uh, I did the ring road in Iceland with my partner and um, it was something on both of our bucket lists. So we got a tent in a car and just took off and the ring road is like that long stretch of road right around Iceland and um Icelanders are so so incredibly nice and every person every restaurant that we stopped at someone would look at our tourist map because my partner's really into maps so like whenever he sees a map he just totally nerds out and needs to look at like every (laughs) every single street and like you know upside down and it's just he goes nuts for them. So he would pull out these maps and, you know, Icelanders would come by and say, you know, you got to go to this thing. You got to go down here. If you see this sign, go down there. And so we saw the sign and went down there. And uh, he's also really into like Viking stuff. So we took off this little sort of side road that someone told us to go down. And then we walked right up this massive hill, which was a waste of energy because there was also a nice path (laughs) on the other side of the hill. It was much, you know, so we went straight up stupidly, not seeing the signs or being able to read them. And there was this like a Viking grave at the top and then like a Viking house, like ruins and stuff. And so my husband was just, you know, standing at the top of the hill, just like almost crying. <laughs> so emotional. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like I was like half dying from the climb and he was just standing there looking around like, oh, like it was like one of those moments. And, and you know, for him, it was like super, super special. And for me, too, I was just way more exhausted. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to catch my breath a little bit. But that was the best hike because we had no idea what was up there. The person was just that told us to take this off road was just like, just go down there. And uh, and you won't regret it. And you're like, okay, I guess we'll we'll just do what they say for some reason. Hopefully, it's not like a black hole that we're walking into or something something weird. But no, it was amazing. So what what's your favorite country that you've been to? I don't know. I mean, my favorite country in general is Italy. I think it's mm. amazing. It's one of my favorites, and I could go again and again and again. I love the food. 
I love the like culture, but outside of that, Vietnam was just amazing. And because I think it it's got that kind of authenticity to it. It's just it's fresh and it's an amazing place to go. I'd really recommend going if someone if you can have the chance. Is Italy represented on your quilt? I think it. I think Rome actually is. I might get this wrong. Oh, no, I've got Paris. I don't know, actually, if it is. It's not. <gasps> what are those bands? Are they festival yeah. bands? Yeah, mixture of, yeah, festival bands. So this is, like, a huge quilt with, like, a lot of things yeah. on it. Yeah, it is a big one. Do you know what? The the really cheesy part about this is that um, I first got the idea of this from um, any Twilight fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> which we all were when we were 13. Bella gets given a quilt by her mum. And if you watch the film back, it's got the same purple outline that this one does. And it's full of T-shirts. And that's where I got the idea from in the first place. Oh. <laughs> which now is um, obviously 10 years later. It's quite an embarrassing story. But I think it is an element of nostalgia for that one. <laughs> mm. Did you ever read Twilight, Julia? I did read the first book. I was uh, living in Nicaragua for a summer oh. and uh, when Twilight, the first one came out and I was desperate for English language books because I was trying to learn Spanish, but you know, it's just wow. at the end of the day when you're touring around, you just kind of want to settle in your own language and read something comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, I had refused my girlfriend so many times to borrow their Twilight books. So then I said, you know, mail me a book. And of course, what do they mail me? A Twilight book, <laughs> and that's it. So, so I read so the Twilight book. Into it. Yeah, it was quite clever. So I read the first Twilight book, and yeah, guilty. I read it in probably you know like a night and a half. I just <laughs> went right through yeah, it. I think everyone goes through that. Yeah, I yeah. recently watched the films back, and oh, it is it's quite an experience now. It's funny. But Do it's they stand up to time? No, no, no. Like I was such a fan. Me and my friends were fans. But it takes you back to that kind of era of then, like Edward Cullen walking into the canteen. <laughs> Tommy, you mentioned Nicaragua. Why yeah. did you live there? Uh, I was doing some research for my master's degree. I went to the University of Guelph for a master's in international development. And so I uh, wanted to travel and I wanted an, an excuse to go back to Central America, one that my parents wouldn't sort of like, you know, wag their finger at me. So you've been there before. Yeah. It's it's nice when you have a legitimate, not a legit, any excuse to travel is a good excuse. But when you have a way of like calming down the fears of your parents, You can tell your parents you're doing something with your life, mm -hmm. but then also you get to go away for like mm -hmm. a couple months. Perfect. Yeah, that was that was me. And uh, so as part of that degree, I went to do interviews in Nicaragua with some civil society Amazing. representatives and, and trade experts. It was, oh, it was just fantastic. I lived in a small community called Granada, which is just off of Lake Nicaragua. And then I would go into Managua and um, like through these like one hour bus journeys and they were always interesting. You'd take like a chicken bus, which is like this brightly colored sort of school bus. And then everything would come on like people, goats, chickens, oh. <laughs> uh, lots of things. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was a great way to spend a spend a summer. Amazing. What's the weirdest thing you experienced that uh, summer? There. There. there yeah. Hmm. Oh, I got <laughs> robbed. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not that's not a product of of being in Nicaragua. That's a product of just being silly, a silly young traveler. Uh, 
it was like my second last night in the city and I was I had rented this sort of flat that looked out on the street and um I had all of my things. I was packing up my big sack to go away in the next couple days and I wanted to get it out of the way. And so I had like my camera and like my laptop out and my door in Nicaragua, you often have like two doors. So one is like this intricate sort of like iron kind of door where you would, um, it has a lock and you would, you would have it closed, but then you would open this big wooden door to get the breeze in because there wasn't any air conditioning. And so I had the big wooden door open. It was like 11 o'clock at night and someone came by and probably saw all my stuff like mm. right by the door and thought, you know, if I could get that iron door open, I could probably get that stuff. And so they got that iron door open and they got some of my stuff. And um, I was in the back brushing my teeth and I heard like sort of like a key jingling sound. And I was like, that's strange. And so I went out and then there was this big man standing in my doorway <gasps> oh, with God. my computer. <gasps> No. And I thought, oh, no. And so I had two options. One was lock myself in the bathroom and, and you know, just let him have my stuff and prioritize personal safety. <laughs> but I took the second option, which was to throw my toothbrush at him <laughs> and and chase him. And I chased him into the street. But then he uh, jumped on a bike and like had my computer and then like and took off. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, that know. could have gone so wrong. I know. Yeah, it really could have. Oh, so Did you get your stuff back? No. Oh. No, and yeah. all my data was on oh, that computer. No. Yeah, I Wait, know. all your research. All my research, but I had a copy because I uh. would take hard copy notes. But they were sort of like chicken scratch, so like I had to go back and make sure that I could read my notes really um it wasn't as good as having the original data where I had transcribed the interviews while it was fresh and I could remember everything and the points that I wanted to raise. But, you know, it was it was enough to to write my thesis. I have uh, one last question mm-hmm. for you guys. If you could associate your object with one word, what would it be? Hmm, cheesy, I would say. <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Canadian walking around with maple syrup is cheesy, I think. And the and the memory behind it is kind of also cheesy, but still love it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to know the answer to whether you think it's better or not. I'm still... Should we open it right now? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a second bottle. And, then... <laughs> yeah. and next time I go home to Canada, I will try to find some North, some American maple syrup bring it back and I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think the listeners will want an yeah. update. Yes. We'll have a special episode <laughs> yes. just dedicated yeah. to yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. What about you, Martha? Mine. I want to say something like nostalgia. Comfort, maybe. Vampires. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> I, don't, I want to get out of that. The twilight is not, it's not the reason why it's not Thank you for listening to Sharing Things. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play to catch our next episode. Be sure to visit our website to read more about our guests and other episodes at www.ed.ac.uk slash sharing things podcast with little dashes between the words. You can let us know what you think on the website or by using the hashtag sharing things podcast. See you next time. <laughs>